to the Make It Playable podcast, a D&D based podcast where we build playable versions of your favorite superheroes, comic book personalities, and other character ideas. We use standard rules and procedures provided on D&D Beyond, sprinkled with a little unearthed arcana for mild flavoring. Join me, Ted Wrights, and my friends Kelly Coster and Tony Coster as we bring your favorite characters to the local gaming table. Welcome to episode 6, Hawkeye. Welcome to our Hawkeye build. Uh, I'm Ted, and I'm going to start our rotation for today. Uh, we, and as always, I forget, we're going to start with our backgrounds. Race and background, Race and, backgrounds. and then we'll move to our ability Perfect. source. Let's do this. Okay, so for my Hawkeye build, I actually chose a wood half-elf for the race. Um, let me make sure this half elf variant. I got. I gave him fleet of foot, so like a half elf or wood elf descent can forego skill versatility and choose a wood elf's weapon training, fleet of foot, or mask of the wild. I chose fleet of foot to increase his base walking speed to thirty five feet. Um, mm. as a half elf, you get plus one to two other ability scores and a plus two to charisma. You get dark vision and fey ancestry, and then the skill versatility, which I said, um, which I described. Um, with the fey ancestry, you have advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and magic can put you to sleep, which is a common elf trait. Um, the two ability scores I chose to increase outside of charisma were dexterity and intelligence, so I increased those two by one. Um, the language I chose for Hawkeye was abyssal. Okay. Um, let's go into. Did I? I think I did this. Yes. Did perfect. you? Did you want to share your insights on why you chose abyssal, or is so, that a later? So uh, abyssal, I I, f I feel like that comes into play with, like I feel like Hawkeye is pretty well like knows a lot about what's going on with Fury, similar to how Black Widow kind of knew. But at the during the first Avengers movie, like he's there with the cube. And he's one of the guys guarding it. Like, he sees and hears everything. So, I, for, for him, being around evil, we kind of talked about how we considered the Russians kind of an abyss. Like, we kind of put them akin to abyssal. I know you or Kelly were referencing that in one of the last builds. So, for some form of continuity um, with his background and chasing Black Widow down, I think that was it. Like, somebody was talking about abyssal being one of the languages for Black Widow. Or was it infernal? I don't. I think it, I, 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 I remember abyssal. abyssal. I, I believe I it was a yeah. Yeah. So for some form of continuity, um, I liked that. So I liked how you, like your kind of Russian, you chose abyssal. So to stick with that, I chose abyssal because he's one of the people that he's the reason she's with Shield, but he had to kind of hunt her down. So I figured abyssal mm -hmm. was a language that he would at least understand with regards to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, for background, I gave him Faction Agent, being a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Many organizations active in the North and across the face of Faerun aren't bound by strictures of geography. Um, pursuing agendas without regards to political boundaries to your adventuring career. Um, so that's kind of like being a part of S.H.I.E.L.D., being a part of a international, non-government, like multi-government tied, but not politically favoring company who's got their own agenda. So that's why I chose faction agent. 
with that, I got to give him, you get the insight as skill proficiency, and I added on survival to that. Languages, I added infernal and deep speech. Infernal okay. being another considered evil language. And deep speech, again, I believe, Tony, you talked about that being the language of, like, aberrations or aliens. Yeah, like so, anything otherworldly. <laughs> yes, otherworldly, exactly. So I added, I added that because that's something that, well, they go on to after the first Avengers movie to discussing more alien attacks and even before yeah. the first Avengers movie talking about that. So I figured even if he doesn't fully understand them, those are languages that he's heard or had some familiarity with. So I added those two. Yeah. Um, background feature, safe haven. You have access to a secret network of supporters and operatives who can provide assistance on your adventures. I just thought it's a little interesting throwback to Age of Ultron where they feel like they have no safe place to go and Hawkeye's the only guy that knows where to take them, where they can feel hidden. Oh, having yeah. his own and secret network. Like, yeah, his own home. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so something something to that effect. Um, so that was... Yeah. Those are his race and backgrounds. Yeah. Pretty, yep, pretty simple for those. Cool. I like that safe haven feature. Yeah, I did. I did too. I was like, oh, there, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're going to mine. Yes, sir. Uh, for mine, my builds, I kind of pointed it a little bit more towards the comic book version of Hawkeye, mostly because I didn't see a whole lot of background in the actual movies, besides mm -hmm. just he has a history with black widow and and jesse has a family that he doesn't really want others to know about right so i actually went a little bit more closer towards the comic ver book version and so for that i chose valinar wood elf mm. okay and for the valinar wood elves they kind of have like ancestors that fought in epic wars or different stuff yeah. like that yeah and it's kind of been passed down into them their abilities in a sense and they kind of follow through the footsteps of them uh hawkeye in the comic books is a bit more of a like he's kind of was he had a natural gift ever since he was young and was kind of taught by someone else right but it was kind of seems to allude to the fact that there's there's a reason of why he naturally can handle a bow better than anyone else and it seemed to be kind of leading towards like maybe someone else in the past was a famous archer so i kind of took that okay. and went with that nice i like it i love i love valinar elves and for the background i chose entertainer because before he ever went into the hero actually anti-hero business for a <laughs> while uh he actually worked in the carnival as a performer uh, an yeah. archery performer oh yeah so i felt like that kind of fit his background pretty well is like thriving in front of an audience in fact in the comic books one of the reasons he even gets into it is because Iron Man shows up and saves the day and he just kind of feels like the spotlight is just taken away from him. Yeah. And just kind of jumps into it because he doesn't like the spotlight being taken away. So yeah, I felt like that kind of him being in a, a background of the entertainer fit very well. And it's giving this 
proficiencies of acrobatics and performance with the disguise kit sounded mm -hmm. pretty fitting. Just yeah. the instrument didn't make sense. But nice. Well, that's kind of my thought process for that. Yeah, I think me and you, Kelly, are going to have some similarities in our builds. Because <laughs> I went the comic book route, too. <laughs> okay. Because um, I didn't know, like, other than what Ted had mentioned earlier about, you know, he's he is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and that's all we see in the in the movies. There wasn't really a lot else to go, go on other than his... Uh, his connection with Black Widow and Shield. So, I I looked more into the comic books as well. Um, for my race, I I uh, I tried to pick something that uh, that would see the world as a place to explore. Because um, I I didn't know too much about Hawkeye in the comics, so I had to do some a lot more research into that and in his in his bio his comics bio it, it says that he he pretty much went around the world with his traveling circus uh performing and so he was always he always seemed interested in what the world had to provide for him so i decided to go with a tabaxi um the creatures that are always curious and always interested in gathering tales and stories. Um, I thought that was fitting to be a part of a, a circus performance as well as, uh, you know, a cat-like creature is some somewhat of a of an oddity. Um, and having the skills as a master archer along with your... Uh, odd cat-like features could be something a circus uh, a circus would really have in their performances. Um, with with the tabaxi racial traits, you're going to get uh, dark vision, and then you get a feature called feline agility, um, and then your unarmored strikes are uh, will deal 1d4 plus your strength modifier and they'll deal um, slashing damage instead of bludgeoning damage um, and then right off the bat you get the cat's talent which is per proficiency in perception and stealth kit uh, skills and then for my language um, I decided to go with elvish as it was um, more of a like a more of a common other language than common. Like you might run into more elves and I, I just feel like you run into more elves, gnomes, dwarves, and halflings than you do uh, any of the other racial languages. Um, so I decided to go with Elvish as it was a little bit more of a clean spoken language. And I would have to a, definitely agree with that because even in a normal campaign, I can't tell you how many characters I made. And if you get to choose a language, I'm pretty sure the first language almost everyone chooses is Elvish. Yeah. Like, um, without it's... fail, I'm pretty like mm -hmm. without fail, almost everybody adds Elvish because you're going to be speaking it so often. So I like I like that decision a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I uh, for my background, I went the same one as Kelly Entertainer. Um, 
and he already went over that. The only difference I decided is that I, I didn't have a problem picking a musical instrument because I, I kind of pictured the Hawkeye in, um, in the movies as, uh, you know, being a really good dad. And I could see, uh, Jeremy Renner just sitting down with his, uh, with his family and playing the, the guitar. So I picked a lute, um, mm -hmm. as kind of that, you know, he's back in the country. I'm pretty sure that he probably would have picked up playing the guitar as just a way of entertaining his family. I can see that. That was it for my race and background. Perfect. Moving on to ability scores. Um, I, I, I feel like Hawkeye ended up being pretty fairly well-rounded for me. Um, I gave him an above average dex, but we're well, starting off with strength. I gave him a 12. Like he works out a lot, but I have to be careful. We have to be careful with our builds because we're dealing with a bunch of superheroes. So, I mean, Hawkeye is mm -hmm. a strong human, but uh, compared to Captain America or the other guys we have, he's yeah. not he's not immensely strong, and that's not necessarily a trait he uses a lot. He's more dexterous. So for dexterity, right. um, he has a. I gave him a fifteen. Um, I started off with 15 is his base score he gets a plus one for his racial bonus that i gave him um constitution is a uh, 14 let me make sure yeah base score that's what i gave him intelligence i gave him a 13 um just a little above average but nothing nothing too fancy um wisdom 14 and even above average and i add on to that later with different abilities and features charisma i gave him a 10 unlike you guys i did not read the comic books so the hawkeye that i see on the screen though he Is does not. though he does leader he has leadership qualities going back to the safe haven thing yes mm -hmm. he tries to be a leader and take everybody to the safe haven and bring them all back together but that doesn't really work out so mm -hmm. like he tries to do things with charisma he tries to be a leader in certain situations and it works sometimes, like with Quicksilver. And then other times, mm -hmm. it's just he just kind of watches all the Avengers fall apart. Yeah. And, and I think in the first Avengers, you see him, uh, Nick Fury comes in at the very beginning, and then he looks up at where Hawkeye is, and he says, why are you why are you up there and not down here Right. trying to mingle with people? And he says, I like being... I like being away from people yeah. looking at things from a distance because I can see better. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, that's, I, I, if nobody's noticed already, I went very much off the movie Hawkeye that I see. So that's what I based that off of. And those are, let me just make sure I got everything. My, and then my other racial bonus that gives him a 14 overall in intelligence. Um, I gave him a, he has a racial bonus to that. So, and then charisma, I'm sorry, his charisma bonus for his racial bonus bumps him up to a 12. So again, slightly mm -hmm. above medium, and that yeah, gives you not... that offset for like, if you try to be charismatic, those once in a while it'll work, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be a skill that he at all relies on. Yeah, a plus one is, is like a little bit of an advantage on your dice roll, but not that much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll be... 
I'll be willing to roll the dice more with a plus one on my character sheet mm -hmm. rather than a plus or, zero. Or at all, really. Like, if you have a plus zero to your ability roll or a negative, a lot of times to me, those feel like the same thing. So, like, just giving him that plus one is like, oh, okay, I have a chance. A small yeah. one, not much of a chance, but sure, you got a chance. Yeah, and I, I think Hawkeye would take that chance. Yes. Uh, and that's those are those are abilities. That's it. Okay. Uh, for my abilities, I try to remember myself why I chose these, but <laughs> it's been a while since I made this character. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. Uh, for strength, I put him at ten. I felt like that was probably because. He doesn't really display any excessive amount feats of strength in the movies. Yeah, he's Yeah. I gave him I gave him a bonus cuz he looks buff, but like because he looks no, buff for no practical reason. <laughs> like the sponge like the SpongeBob blow-up arms, those could be what they are. But fair. He has to pull back the string on the bow. It, you know he what? Does, and yeah. you've got a big bow, Kelly, so you know that that what that feels like. Yeah. Not the flex or anything. Yeah. All right, I'm done with my puns. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it is true. You have to be a little bit, in order to handle a bow correctly, you, you do have to aim it, but you have to be able to pull the string back as yeah, well. Yeah, you do. But going back to aiming, uh, for dexterity, I tried to max that out as much as I could because he's the kind of person who always hits his mark. That's kind of his thing is that with a bow and arrow, he could be looking into a reflection of a building and he hits the uh he hits the alien that's flying on a ship behind him. Yep. Yeah. Like from the first Avengers. Kelly, I have to commend you for that tran that very smooth and suave transition <laughs> from strength to dex. That that was pretty smooth. I I didn't even catch it. That was beautiful. <laughs> I really yeah, I didn't even catch it. Yeah. So uh with dexterity I put an eighting in it. With the racial bonus I brought it up to a twenty. So nice 20 right off the bat. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, he's not like I said before, he's kind of someone who's always naturally gifted in being able to eight, like hit his mark. Yeah. So, uh, constitution 10, he's pretty much a basic human. Doesn't yeah. really have anything that helps him compared to like all these other, like, gods and superhumans yeah he's not going to be able to take those punches that captain america and thor can take yeah um and you know he's he's right up there with uh with black widow is you know you she takes a punch she might get knocked out and i think it's the same way with hawkeye yeah that's yeah he's a human mm -hmm. uh for intelligence, I gave him 11. I feel like part of that was just because I was just trying to give point in an extra point somewhere. But also because he's, I mean... He has his moments. He has his moments of being able to do something pretty smart. But nothing excessive. Nothing... Yeah. Uh, Wisdom, I kind of put that higher because in the, in the movies... Or actually, not in just the movies, but also in the uh, comic books. Actually, yeah, I would think of the wisdom was because of the comic books. Yeah, I'm skipping ahead. Sorry. 
Uh, wisdom, I put 17, which brought it up to, with the racial bonus brought it to an 18. Mm -hmm. Because actually, in the comic books, he starts off kind of on the wrong side. Kind of like Black Widow on the wrong side of law, but more in the sense of like a vigilante, more just revenge type 2. And right. constantly making the wrong decisions. But over time, as he grows and becomes a better person, he learns from a lot of his mistakes, a lot of the things he's done wrong, and ends up being kind of a really wise person to listen to. You can even see with the, like kind of mixing in with the charisma, which I, I'll just say I'll, I put it as charisma at 12. He kind of ends up being the dad of the group too in the movies. I think of the scene where, um, uh, Scarlet Witch and him are kind of bunkered down in Age of Ultron and she's all freaking out and he just kind of gives her oh, this, the pep, the pep yeah. talk of being like, yeah. hey, there's robots flying everywhere. I got a bow and arrow. None of this yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. 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 That's Things a really crazy. Good, that's a really good catch there, Kelly. I, I like that. He doesn't. I do feel like Hawkeye would be that that dad of the group the one to to just point out hey we are doing the best that we can we are at the absolutely best that we can there's nothing more that i can really ask for you but just always do your best and we'll always have your back yeah so i think kind of that's a mixture of the wisdom charisma that yeah that's why i chose that yep i like it cool um I, Kelly, I think we're going to have a very similar build here. I, we're we're not going to fall off track very much here. Uh, 12 in strength. Uh, I put a 16 in dex. Um, that would, that's going to bump me up to an 18 at level 1 with my racial bonus. Uh, I decided to, to give him a little bit more of growth over time. And then I put a, a 10 in constitution because he's, again, he's like He's only human. He's just kind of normal. And I give him a little bit more in intelligence. Um, I give him a 13 in intelligence just because I feel like he might be able to pick out some details when he's looking for things uh, a little bit more. Um, but I felt like his wisdom needed to be a lot higher like you did, is that he's a very observant fellow. So... Mm. Um, and you kind of pointed it into more of an insight, how he feels and and reacts to people. And I, I based my wisdom score at a 16 um, as to how he how observant he is. Um, and then just like Ted and Kelly, I put an 11 in my charisma. And because of my racial bonus, that just bumps it to a 12. Nice. So, it you know, he's not... I think the only time he's really going to be charismatic, especially at the beginning, is when he's performing. And that's kind of it. Other than that, he's, you know, he's going to be the one that's kind of rude to the normal person on the street. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Very much. All right. And then so now we're going into classes. We're going to do these in increments of three levels at a time. Um, my first three levels um starting level through level three i took fighter so again we know that we know what's going on here we've we've incorporated fighter into 
a majority of our builds at this point. Yeah, uh, I think get, so. Yeah, you get D10s for your hit points. Uh, proficiencies I chose. Um, I chose acrobatics and perception. Just giving him... I didn't give him a high wisdom score, but I do feel like he's extremely perceptive. So I, I trained him in perception and acrobatics. First level fighting style I, cho I chose. I chose archery. So I started him off with a base level 15 in decks so giving him other innate abilities with regards to archery you get an automatic plus two so it's like having a 19 deck score at level one for him with his ranged weapons which is what he's going to use most of the time uh action surge second wind we already know uh third level the martial archetype i chose was arcane archer i chose that mm -hmm. because even though he's not a magic person we have to use magic to find solutions to problems that they solve in the movies and in comic books so with arcane archer uh you you get um you you learn magical theory of secrets of nature uh you get to choose a couple from a couple cantrips i chose the prestidigitation cantrip for keeping himself clean i don't really see him using druid craft um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and then you get to choose an, a lore skill. I chose nature. Um, as much as I'd like to have justified Arcana, I feel like that's something that he was kind of learning, especially at the earlier levels. I feel like nature probably grew up hunting, probably grew up tracking. So I gave him nature for the level three um, arcane lore. You get arcane shot. Uh, once per turn, when you fire an arrow from a short bow or long bow as part of the attack action, you can apply an arcane shot to that arrow. So, like, first Avengers, he's got that rotating wheel on his on his quiver, giving yeah. him his different shots. Um, at third level, you get four choices. I gave him Enfeebling Arrow, which is necro necromantic, um, necromantic um, damage. Uh, they got to make a constitution saving throw starts off with 2d6 of damage and goes up as you get higher in your levels piercing arrow which is like having uh, an armor piercing round on the tip of your arrow bursting arrow like what he shoots at loki's face and catches it and just blows up in his face similar to that that's what i was thinking when i chose that one um and that does force damage and then shadow arrow uh, you weave illusion magic into your arrow, causing it to occlude your foe's vision with shadows. This, to me, was just a smoke bomb, really. Um, they take mm -hmm. 2d6 psychic damage and um, are unable to see anything further than 5 feet away until the start of your next turn. So that was okay. just a little smoke bomb. And that was that. those are my first three levels. So I, I, like I really built yeah. them around archery. Yeah. yeah, I didn't relate that shadow error to a, a smoke bomb, but now that you've explained it that way, it, it makes it makes sense. We're just trying to make magic equal technology in yeah, the and, Marvel universe. So and yeah. using the the magic to write narrative stories of how you can make it not feel like magic mm -hmm. necessarily, where you don't like it doesn't right. seem like he's a it doesn't seem like he's a unordinary superhero he's got some disciplines and he's very good with a bow but you can narratively make those feel like they're just technical items not magical yeah 
So for my first three levels, uh, I put Hawkeye as a ranger, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, proficiencies, <laughs> I took athletics, survival, stealth. I like that. Makes sense. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Yep. <laughs> uh, favored enemy, I started taking like humanoid uh different like for most of my favorite enemy enemies i took humanoids and also like i did a sylvan just because in the comic books and actually even in the movies they're always fighting well he's always seems to be fighting a lot of people actually mm -hmm. not in the movies yeah so yeah i just kind of chose that uh for the uh, natural explorer. Uh, should I just talk about all three now instead of going yeah, back go to it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, and then, then if you realize where, because it, cause it's a thing that happens over levels, right? Yeah, it's something that happens when we over get, Yeah, if you remember where it goes in the further levels, just add it there. Okay. Uh, so I chose a forest, I think. Yeah. Uh, for forest, I kind of think of just how often, like, kind of think of the scene of uh, Age of Ultron in the beginning when they're all just fighting together, uh, for trying to hunt down the different Hydra agents. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I didn't really have much to go on with Natural Explorers, actually. Just more references to encount like different events they had. Uh, cool. Yeah, forgot if I was supposed. To... Wait. Okay. Hold on. I literally forgot what we just said with the different levels. We're up to, we're just going to level no, three. No, I mean, like, okay. for, like, uh, the natural oh. score, should I just go back to it, or? If you know which ones go where, then you can wait until the to implement them then, or you can just say them all now, and then if you get to the level that that one belongs to, you can say, okay, this is where I chose that specific one. Okay. I think I can get back to it. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, for fighting style, I chose archery. Once again, for obvious reasons, I'm able to hit better with. I wonder why. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's, it's kind of a lot of this is kind of going. Hmm. Obvious it's like reasons. when we were. It's like when we were making our Black Widow build, and I chose rogue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, for archetype, I actually chose monster slayer. Ah, nice. Mm -hmm. And it's a good one. one. Yeah, one <laughs> of the reasons I actually really <laughs> wanted to take it uh, is because of the uh, uh, the hunter's sense. At third level, you gain the ability to appear at creatures her and magically discern how best to hurt it. Yeah. And you get to, it's like uh, uh, you immediately learn whether it has any damage, immunities, resistance, or vulnerabilities. And like I just kind of felt like that really paired well with how well he's able to hit his mark and be able to tell when to hit and when 100 percent. And the first Avengers, where he's telling Tony Stark how they're turning, how the enemy's mm -hmm. ships can maneuver, and Tony's the yeah. one that's been chased by them for like an hour, and he sits there and watches them for a couple minutes and is like, "Well, if you bank like this, then they're gonna run into a wall." And he's like <laughs> calling out stuff for the calling out stuff mm -hmm. for other people. So totally, that's good. That's good. 
I like that. Uh, you you get primeval awareness as well. I think that's kind of that's the pretty basic one for all all uh, rangers. Uh, you do get some monster slayer magic, and which what's the mon monster slayer magic? Uh, it's just spells that you can learn. So oh, okay, third third level protection from evil and good zone of truth. Seventeenth uh, is like hold monster. Oh, but okay. I think that's still like just it's just some choices you can take. Yeah, it'll tell you what it'll tell you what levels you get like specific, yeah. specific spells at certain levels. Ooh, and there we are. Uh, Slayer's prey. Sorry, in third level you can focus your ire on one foe, increasing the harm you inflict on it. As a bonus action, you designate one creature you can see within 60 feet of you as a target of this feature. The first Ooh, time each turn feet. that you hit the target with a weapon attack, it takes an extra 1d6 damage from the weapon. Nice. Yeah. Just a way to increase the damage on those arrows. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, so. I think I took Monster Slayer as a ranger option for my Tony Stark build, and I was very happy with like the very first you know at three through five of monster slayer options because it's just a way to just increase that damage <laughs> yeah <laughs> and especially like at lower levels being able to add that kind of stuff like lets you be able to finish fights quickly mm -hmm. yeah and keep your team alive from a distance so that's good. Right. 60 feet's nice because I know I play I play a character in your campaign, Tony. But the range mm -hmm. on, the range on that bonus action is only 30 feet. So yeah, you still have to be pretty close. But 60 feet, that's a really good range. Yeah, yeah. it actually allows you to shoot from a distance rather than mm -hmm. like not really have to maneuver yourself feet. in and out of space. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, that was was that the end of your level yep. three, Kelly? Okay. Well, I did the exact same thing as Ted. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I went first level. I went fighter, and for my proficiencies, I chose athletics and insight. Um, athletics because I felt like that was um, just gonna give him. You know, he's acrobatic, and I felt like he was a little bit athletic as well um, for being just a basic human he's gonna be able to perform and do those uh a little bit more of those feats of you know mastery over the the bow and he also had a lot of training in um in swordsmanship as well so i felt like having athletics be part of that swordsmanship training is fitting nice and in insight i think it's the same way that kelly had described it earlier is that He's able to read into people and just be able to tell them what they need to hear at the right time. My fighting style, I obviously picked archery and my martial archetype. I went with arcane archer as well. I picked arcana as a way to match that, that tech uh, magic to technology. And then I also picked prestidigitation. Um, Prestidigitation is one of those spells that I feel like is 
um, like you always hear about, oh yeah, you can clean things off with prestidigitation, but it's actually a pretty powerful spell for uh, for other stuff too, illusions as well. Um, it, it's kind of like that thaumaturgy, minor illusion, um, all kind of bundled up into one. It's not as powerful as both of those yeah, I think um, I think like the mind the but, illusion part of it is like limited to like your hand or like you can't make yeah. anything big, but you can make like correct like little things. Yeah, yeah, and you can you know create a shower of sparks, a puff of wind, faint musical notes. It's just you know it's a a little bit less than minor illusion, um, a little bit less than thaumaturgy, but it does a lot of stuff. And so I I felt like that is it's a very cool spell that. Um, that if you can use it uh, effectively, it's, yeah, it's one of those. I'd imagine cool using things. it in situations like sneaking around instead of mm -hmm. finding a pebble, use prestidigitation to like act like something's being like hit across the room or wherever. Right. Wherever you can reach to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the range is is only ten feet, but you could. I mean, if someone's getting close, you immediately get them off your scent pretty quickly. No, um, the options I took for my arcane shot were seeking arrow, um, and I just liked the idea that it would that this arrow was gonna weave in and out of people in combat and find that creature that you are aiming towards. Right, and it's another uh, way to add to his pristine accuracy. Yeah, without needing like an like needing advantage on a roll or needing something else, you just get like this right. just innate, almost unexplainable accuracy with things. Yeah, exactly, and that lends to how he's such a master archer as well. Um, I also picked the bursting arrow and piercing arrow, and then I I liked the idea of the grasping arrow, um, so that it uh, that it grabs hold of a target. So kind of similar to those cables that he has shoot out of some of his arrows. That's kind of what I envisioned nice. um, as like trapping a person, his trap arrows, like it traps the person and then it just does a little bit of poison damage to them from the brambles. But I just liked that trap arrow idea uh, for that option. Moving on. Perfect. Starting at fourth level, I continue with fighter. At fourth level, I chose a feat. I took elven accuracy, uh, increased dexterity, intelligence, or wisdom, or charisma by one to maximum of 20. Uh, whenever you have advantage on an attack roll using one of those modifiers, I can reroll a die. So, like, possible double advantage. Like, if one of them's just not high enough or giving you that possible crit damage, just anytime you roll an attack with advantage, um you roll uncanny aim yeah precision rather than brute force so when he's shooting just that extra chance for a crit or make sure you hit fifth level extra attack that's all you get at um level five fighter and then at sixth level you get another ability score this one i took sharpshooter you attacking at long range doesn't impose disadvantage on your attacks uh, ranged weapons ignore half cover and three-quarters cover again letting you be able to hit with much e more ease and then this one I like being able to take a negative five penalty to your attack roll and add 
10 to the damage at the end so just being able to do immense amounts of damage with like single strikes so um, yeah just i did i'm just mm -hmm. doing at these I, for these first like first early levels i'm doing everything i can outside of maxing out his decks to just give him every opportunity to hit and to do a lot of damage when he hits yeah i think sharpshooter feet is gonna be one of those that a hawkeye build has to have yeah yeah and that's those are those are level three through six all right so for my ability score improvements i took a feat does anyone want to guess what feat i took observant no alert no skill shooter <laughs> <laughs> really prodigy <laughs> yeah I, I of course i took sharp warlock well. initiate <laughs> drow yeah. high magic yeah <laughs> no. cool i took sharpshooter as well yeah it's a uh, it's gonna be a like, must <laughs> it's a must for the build you have to uh, yeah, I, I debated level... on taking that first or second, but I like the elven accuracy at the mm -hmm. beginning. I, I, yeah, but those are those are definitely interchangeable for me. Well, for an elf build, I feel like elven accuracy is is good for ranged and melee attacks. Like you're just gonna you're gonna be able to use it both ways. So having it at, starting at fourth level is gonna be really good anyway. Yeah. Uh, so fifth level, I got my extra attack. Pretty simple there. Sixth level, I got my even more favorite enemies. So once again, I took like a draconic and more humanoids, mm. just to kind of start spreading out the different amount of kind of different type amount of humans that you'd probably end up having to hunt why down. why draconic as your language hmm? why why draconic no, so as your language oh why draconic uh yeah. good question why did i choose draconic actually no i didn't mean to choose draconic at the time didn't i <laughs> what happened there okay what what would you have preferred to choose then uh <clears throat> I was going to go the whole little... Yeah, let me change that really quick. I'm, that was going to be Abyssal to be matching with the mm -hmm. uh, Black Widow. Right. Oh. Okay. Perfect. Gotcha. Okay. Don't know why that was Draconic. I think I, I just like, kind of scrolled like, to click hmm, and moved on. Dracon I mean, Dragon Boards are essentially humanoids, but I don't really see... Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Vistle to kind of go along with the Black Widow. That's what I was trying to do. Perfect. Okay. And I got my next uh, favorite terrain, the Natural Explorer. And for that, I chose Grassland, just kind of as a reference to when we first see Hawkeye in the movies, which is actually in Thor. Mm-hmm. So we first see him out in the middle of the grasslands where Thor's hammer is. So I okay. just kind of did that as a nod to it. I thought I that was, was a desert. It, but I think it was a oh, desert. Oh, yeah. Is it a, 
It was a desert. I thought it was. I thought yeah. so. I think it was but a desert in New Mexico. I want to say. That sounds about right. Probably. That's all right, Kelly. Yeah. We forgive you. Like I said, I've made this <laughs> character way too quickly, and it's been way too long since I've done it. <laughs> we were both, I think Kelly and I were talking, we were both like panicking before last week because we thought we had to record, and we're like, I don't feel comfortable with my builds at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I see what you mean. Just adding, adding more, adding more terrain that he feels comfortable traversing. Yeah. And that's Alrighty. something where, like, it could be grasslands depending on what kind of campaign you would be playing this Hawkeye in. Yeah, that's true. You can change your terrain based off of places that you feel your campaign is gonna go or places that you've been. Um, and I think that's a cool feature for a ranger is that over time you get to learn new terrains. And so um, if you know that you're going to be going to a certain area and you have a ranger in your party and then you just level up and know what a little bit more of the adventure ahead, then you can be strategic about the terrains that you choose. Mm-hmm. Am I up now for my four yes, through six? Alrighty. My four through six, uh, amazingly, I also took the sharpshooter feat at level four. Really? Uh, at level five, I uh, get the extra attack for fighter. And then at level six, I decided to multi-class into ranger. Um... The proficiency I get, I get with Ranger. I chose Investigation. My favored, uh, for my favored enemy. Let's see here. I chose Humanoids, um, and I'm I'm playing this off of the time, like when he when he becomes a Ranger. This is about the time that he meets Black Widow in my sort of scenarios and uh my black widow build was a half drow elf um and i am just imagined that uh hawkeye and black widow were doing a lot of missions in the uh in the underdark so i took undercommon for my language and the humanoids i chose were elves and orcs um going back to the uh my builds of um, Captain America and Hulk and Black Widow. Elves and Orcs are kind of the main foes representing um, presenting Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, for the way that I picture them translating into Dungeons and Dragons. Perfect. My Natural Explorer, I obviously picked Underdark um, to go along with my Undercommon and the familiarity with Black Widow. And that'll do it for my level six. All right, sweet. Going for our level seven through nine. I stayed in fighter. At level seven, I get magic arrow. The ability to infuse arrows with magic. Whenever you fire a non-magical arrow from a short bow or long bow, long bow, you can make it magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. Magic away, yeah. Like magic fades immediately, but just 
kind of like how monks get their magical fists just yeah that being able to find the soft spot and an unknown enemy from a different planet different universe um again right. something to go with that uh curving shot at seventh level you learn how to direct an air and arrow toward a new target when you make an attack roll with a magic arrow and miss you can use a bonus action to re-roll that attack roll against a different target within 60 feet of the original target so, so good so good so within 60 feet just you yeah it's like oh shoot i missed all right here we're gonna try to get that guy yeah. <laughs> uh level eight uh, ability score improvement i chose a feat i chose the alert feat uh he's pretty heads up he mm -hmm. doesn't really get he doesn't really get people don't get to jump on him in fights he usually gets to jump on them um and in most most scenarios he he's he's pretty he's pretty up there so plus five to your initiative can't be surprised while you're conscious other creatures don't gain advantage on attack rolls as a result of being unseen by you uh and then level nine for a fighter you get indomitable uh you can re-roll a saving throw that you fail if you do so you must use the new roll roll um between long wrestling and 13 yeah so you got the indomitable at level nine and that's that is yep that's cool. my build yeah it's really cool that i well i don't know if it's cool or just interesting but i think i really do think it's interesting that a lot of our avenger builds have a fighter class included in them it's to some so level. versatile yeah the fighter class even if you just take one level of dip into fighter class you're still getting a lot of use out of it like i still i still love kelly's eldritch knight build it's it was like oh and that's just a basic fighter class okay that's yeah. interesting yeah yeah just something interesting that i was thinking about earlier this week is that you know fighter is just one of those uh like you said ted it's a versatile class you can include it in almost any multi-classing that you can really think of even if it's guess what a wizard even if it's a wizard you can probably find a use of using hey, don't the snip class. to me sonny <laughs> anyway i think kelly's up yeah i got fist I like a cobra <laughs> <laughs> okay so sorry seventh level i get supernatural defense which basically says you gain extra resilience against your prey's assault on your mind or body whenever targets of your slayer's prey forces you to make a saving throw and whenever you make an ability check to escape the target's grapple add a 1d6 to your roll uh hmm. land stride at eighth level uh starting eighth level moving through non-magical whole difficult terrain costs you no extra movements Mm. you can also so pass through non-magical plants without being slowed by them or taking damage if they have thorns, spines or similar hazards is that part of the archetype or part of the regular ranger glass I not entirely it, sure it'll tell point. you it, it'll tell you um un, under it um normally it will it's not telling me anything so I don't I don't recall that Landstride is oh it is Landstride is part of the normal uh, Ranger class. Okay, 
cool. That, yeah, I, I, for some reason, I have overlooked that ability, but it's pretty cool. And yeah, uh, for I get another ability score, also at eighth level. However, I don't have access to elven accuracy, but that's really what I was kind of wanting to choose. Oh, but well, you might have it now since mm. we're on the... No, still not giving me the choice. Oh, did you add it to our campaign? Hmm? Did you add your build to our campaign on D&D yeah. Beyond? The build oh. does... This Our campaign doesn't have anything shared. At least when it, I look at it. Oh. It says there's maybe. nothing being shared. That's weird. I'm pretty sure. I, I was pretty sure it was the first thing I did when I joined. Let me let me do that real quick. <laughs> let me just make sure. Yeah. Well, Elvin, it, let's see. You're doing a half elf, uh, Kelly. No, that's Teddy. No, Teddy's or, doing half elf. What are you yeah. doing? I'm what an race elf. Were you again? You, you are an elf. Valinor Wood Elf. Yeah, Valinor Elf. You should be able to. No, yeah. Yeah. Content sharing has been able. Pulled by. There we go. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kelly's like, why haven't I been getting this cool stuff the whole time, man? <laughs> My fault. I refresh the page. Kelly, you don't want to buy $600 worth of content? You know, I don't really got that kind of money. <laughs> oh. Oh, hey, look, I got Elven Accuracy. What a surprise. There you go. <laughs> now I can uh, round off the intelligence, so it's not... <laughs> it's just weird that he doesn't have access to that from the other campaigns he's in. It's only for the campaign that you yeah. are building up for. Oh, okay. It's, I yeah. I just own that much stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you've put enough money into D&D yeah. Beyond. Well, in our mm -hmm. the campaign that the three of us are in, between uh, you, Teddy, and me, all there we have a bunch of content. We do. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to, and then I got a code, and I was like, "Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount, I want it. <laughs> I need. To, I still need to get the other the other Eberron book. But all right. All okay. Right. So there we go, Kelly. We Elven for? accuracy. <laughs> All right, ability score. I it took is... a B. I took Elven accuracy, and I rounded off my intelligence with that. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. So as Teddy mentioned before, whenever you have advantage on attack roll, you can re-roll one of your dice once. Yeah. When using dexterity, intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. So. Cool. Yeah, I like that Elven accuracy feat. That would be it, because I have no ninth level. I get nothing at ninth level. Nothing at ninth level. Yeah. Oh, I some hit the... points. All right. And some spells, I think. Yeah. Well, rangers get more spells. That's good. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go through my level seven through nine. I'm gonna take one more level in ranger, so that I can, uh, my Hawkeye can get uh, spell casting and a fighting style. The fighting style I chose was two-weapon fighting. Um, we can't double up on fighting styles, so uh, that's just as the rules of Wizards of the Coast. Because if we could double up on archery, then you definitely know that I would have chosen that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, So I just decided to do two-weapon fighting. I think that at this point, 
He's watching how Black Widow is fighting. He's understanding how effective uh, the use of two blades is in her hands. So he's just learning and picking up some tricks from uh, from Black Widow. And at level eight, uh, still going off of learning the tricks and tips of uh, being in um, in a party with Black Widow, I decided to multi-class him into Rogue. Um, at first level, I uh, you get another proficiency that you can choose from. Uh, I chose sleight of hand so that he can be um, he can be a little bit more uh, advantageous about casting spells, um, picking up things without being noticed, and I feel like that's kind of the things that he's picking up being with Black Widow at this point. Uh, first level expertise, I decided to go with perception and acrobatics. Um, and at first level, you get this, you get sneak attack. And then I took another at level nine, I took another level in rogue in order to get the cunning action. So now Hawkeye is able to use his bonus action to dash, disengage, or hide um, if he needs to. So I'm just trying to relate Black Widow, the background of Black Widow and Hawkeye together that he's learning a little bit more of the skills that she has. And that is now, it's now Ted's turn Perfect. to go 10 through 12. 10 through 12. Here we go. At level 10, you get absolutely nothing for fighter. And that doesn't even acknowledge it. There's no, there's nothing for level 10. Uh, because at a level 11, you get your third attack. So the ability to attack three times when you take your attack action, which is very nice. Very nice. Yeah. At level 12, I did something. I did an ability score improvement this time. And I upped his decks by by two so he gets a full plus one to his dex modifier um because i i i exhausted the majority of my resources for archery by then <laughs> mm -hmm. i did everything supernatural and skill wise to up his archery game and by now yeah. i was like well i can just add to his dexterity so that's what i did and that's those are my levels 10 through 12 very fast description <laughs> yeah well yeah. Fighters, one of those easy decision class classes as well. Well, continuing on for me. Uh, for 10th level, I get hide in plain sight. Pretty self-explanatory. Starting 10th level, you spend one minute creating camouflage for yourself. So, it like you gain plus 10 bonus to your uh, dexterity stealth checks as long as you remain there without moving or taking action. Mm -hmm. So, just kind of Hawkeye just kind of hiding on the watchtower, or like you said before, inside of the building. Like, he just kind of gets his own spot, and he just kind of blends in. Yeah. Uh, 11th level gets magic user's nemesis. So 11th level, you gain the ability to thwart someone else's magic. This one, I couldn't really think of a good reason why he can do this. 
We see a creature casting a spell or teleporting within 60 feet of you. You can use your reaction to try magically foil it. So I don't know if it's just more his quick reactions to be able to just try to restrain an enemy there. Is it a shot that happens, or is it... Um... It just says the creature must succeed a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC. So okay. I wasn't sure if there'd be something like... I don't know. And it's just like a counter spell that happens? Essentially, it's like a counter spell. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could just be like it's a, a quick distraction of... Uh... Hawkeye's making some sort of uh, burst of energy um, to distract the the creature from concentrating on the spell so that it's lost. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like besides Tony Stark, um, Hawkeye is probably going to be the, the one with the most technology. Mm -hmm. uh, so... I can understand that there's probably some sort of there's a technology effect that would counter a magical effect. Mm -hmm. Something just distracts mostly and get them to stop focusing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for 12th level, I chose a feat and I chose alert. Yeah. So, yeah. Plus five to your initiative. Can't be surprised when you're conscious and other creatures don't get an advantage when they yeah. are, when they're not seen. It is a really good one, and I think for the I think for rogue and any sort of rogue build, and for a dis um, a ranged uh, a ranged character in D and D, if if you have the ability to have a plus five to your initiative um, in either of those classes um, and always attempting to go first in the initiative count, it it helps out a great deal. Yeah. Well, I got nothing else for my levels there. All right. For my 10 through 12, I took one more level in Rogue because I really wanted to get uh, an archetype for for the Rogue. And I really wanted to do the Scout archetype. Uh, at level 3, you get two, um, two abilities with that archetype. One is the Skirmisher, um, which just means that you are more difficult to pin down during a fight. You can move up to half your speed as a reaction when an enemy ends its turn within five feet of you. This movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. So just another way of saying that Hawkeye is kind of always on the move. He's looking for those openings and he's you kind of see that in the first Avengers is like he he kind of never stands Still, even when he's firing arrows, he's like he's jumping off of rooftops. He's ducking down underneath things. He's moving around. You're it, unless he's firing like five arrows at a at uh, five different enemies at the same time. He fires off those arrows and then moves on to the next thing. So I kind of like that skirmisher, the skirmisher feat uh, feature. 
Um, and then the survivalist uh, just means that you gain a, a proficiency in nature and survival if you don't already have it. Uh, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make with those uses, either uh, from either of those proficiencies. So just with a feature, a rogue feature, you're innately gaining an, an additional expertise in two skills. So that is really cool, I feel like. Um, for 11 and 12, I decided to go back to Fighter. Um, and this is where he's using his Arcane Archer abilities. Um, first off, I get an ability score improvement. I took a feat and I... I thought about taking the alert feat, but I decided to take the observant feat instead. Um, I again, I'm trying to relate this back to uh, back to his um, his background with Black Widow, and I feel like both of them having the observant feat, they're able to share things without even talking at this point like they can basically move their lips and say hey i need you to do this really quick and and they understand each other without any words spoken um so this to me was more about him relating to his background with black widow than gaining the plus five bonus to your passive perception but it's always a good bonus i, I feel like um, and Ted already went over the magic arrow and the curving shot for this uh, fighter archetype. Um, and those are just really cool things to be able to do as a, as a fighter. All right, Ted, you're up. 13 well, or 15. this is going to sound a lot like Kelly's level one through three, because <laughs> at level 13, I multiclassed into Ranger, Monster Slayer as well. Um, I, w I was looking at other ones. I might have chosen a Horizon Walker because portal travel may have more to do with extra planar travel and going back. I might have gone back to that for her, for, um, the archetype. But again, mm. you, I stay with the same as fighter D10 for hit points proficiency. I chose stealth I think he's a stealthy person. Not not much to say about that. I might have taken a while to incorporate that into the build, but and then um, for favorite enemy, I chose his language as undercommon, and I already had deep speech as a language, but I chose aberrations as the favored um, as the favorite enemy. Okay. Uh, un undercommon just being another dark language just being able to know his way around people that mo uh, other people wouldn't even go around and he knows all those languages uh, natural yeah. explorer I chose underdark and mountains um, probably could have chosen desert but I chose mountains because I personally like the mountains That's, I think that's again what we talked to after Kelly was like grasslands um, that's going to depend a lot of, a lot on the campaign setting that you're playing in. So, mm -hmm. 
uh, fighting style. I chose two weapon fighting. Um, can't double up on archery. Doesn't use a shield, so defense didn't make sense. Maybe dueling. Um, but I chose two weapon fighting just for that ability to take out two swords or two weapons. Um, yeah. Just just another trick up his sleeve that he could have. Mm -hmm. You get spell casting, um, archetype. I chose Monster Slayer, so Monster Slayer magic stuff. Kelly, everything he went over in those first three levels. We get Slayer's Prey, Hunter's Sense, the Monster Slayer magic, which has to do with, um, I have the chart here. So third level, you get protection from good and evil. Fifth level, Zone of Truth. Ninth level, Magic Circle. And then Kelly will talk about 13th and 17th levels. I won't, I won't go into those before he gets to it, so... Cool. That is, yep, that's level one through three. Oh, uh, sorry, right. that's level 13 through 15, my level one through three of Ranger. Okay. Uh, I have nothing for 13th level. I know how that feels. But <laughs> for 14th level, I get Vanish. And basically, that just says starting 14th level, you can use your hide action as a bonus action on your turn and also you can't be tracked by non-magical means unless you choose to leave a trail and for me this starts kind of going into end game where they're trying to find hawkeye at this point but he's just off on his own and even though these are some of the most skilled people on the planet looking for him they're still having trouble finding him yeah they just find a trail that he kind of bodies mm-hmm and uh, Kelly, at level thirteen, your yes. hunt, your monster slayer magic, you get the banishment spell. Okay, yeah, that is what you get at level thirteen. So fortunately, not nothing. Yeah. Uh, also, at level fourteen, I also get another favorite enemy. Uh, kind of for the same reasons you did, Teddy. I chose undercommon for the language. And I, at this point, I was kind of going more into endgame-esque thinking. Right, 100%, yeah. 100%. So I chose the enemy as actually fiends, and that's more just how mm -hmm. he views all the people that he's hunting down at this point. Mm -hmm. Where he's looking at these people who survived the snap, and just seeing all these evil people who lived through it, but his family didn't yeah so i did that more as a kind of a representation of how he sees them yeah i like it yeah that's that's pretty cool i like that and uh 15th level you get slayer's counter so uh you have the ability to counterattack your prey he tries to sabotage you if the target of your per your Slayer's Prey forces you to make a saving throw. You can use your reaction to make one weapon attack against the quarry. And you make it immediately before making the saving throw. And if your attack hits, you you save automatically. In addition to the attack's normal thing. So. I just thought that's... He's real like that's just kind of his so light-footed he's able to uh immediately respond to danger and attack before his enemy can and be able yeah. to even sometimes stop that so 
yeah that uh the monster slayer archetype um seems like a very powerful thing to be using at you know at higher levels mm -hmm. uh, and so far i'm hearing that you haven't uh you haven't multi-classed at all nope I didn't yeah. really multi-class. I like yeah. the first, I like the stuff that happened later on, so I just kind of kept with it. He okay. He held out. Yeah. Yeah. He held yeah. out. <laughs> cool. All right. I think that that means I go right. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thirteen through fifteen. Um. Let's see. I did uh. One more level in fighter so that I could get an ability score improvement. At this point, I felt like uh, Hawkeye learned enough, um, and uh, that that way I was able to max out his dexterity scores to twenty, and then I jumped back into ranger for uh, fourteen and fifteen. Um, at fourteenth level. I chose the ranger archetype um, of hunter. Um, and I really wanted to be able to get that hunter's prey ability at third level because I felt that Hawkeye was the person to be able to attack multiple creatures at one time. And so I chose Horde Breaker as my feature for, for my hunter's prey. Um, so, uh, that just means that once you make a, uh, weapon attack, you can make another attack with the same weapon against a different creature that is within five feet of the original target and within range of your weapon. So essentially he's, he's attacking twice per every time that he can attack. If there's another creature within five feet of the original target. So at, at this point, he can attack four creatures with his two attacks, his extra attack. Nice, nice. Uh, so I felt like that was extremely powerful for a Hawkeye character. Agreed. Um, and then for my uh, ability score improvement at 15th level, I didn't have anything else that I really wanted to max out. I didn't have any ideas on what uh on what feats really to take um and so i spent a lot of time trying to figure out what feat to take and i ultimately decided to take the lucky feat um and i just kind of picture that hawkeye is one of those always reliable to make the shot and if he doesn't make the shot he's gonna use a luck point in order to attempt to make the shot. So uh, I thought that Lucky was a pretty um, a pretty good feature to have along with that curving shot by the arcane uh, the arcane archer. Because um, if he if he misses the first guy, then he he curves the shot to miss the second guy. Maybe he's gonna use a luck point to actually hit the second guy. So. Uh, I felt like a lucky feat would be beneficial to a Hawkeye build. I I on I agree with you because I was I had it like I had it in my in my choices and I was looking at it for a bit. So I definitely like 
again and that's why i chose the feats and the abilities that i chose it's like outside of maxing his deck score what what other ways can you make him make sure he hits something with the arrow yeah yeah definitely all right i think we're here we go home stretch level 16 stretch, through man. 18 my levels four through six of ranger um i chose a feat i chose the mobile feat it's 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 one of my yeah. favorites now just extra movement speed that ability to get in and out i like the additional 10 feet but when you use the dash action difficult terrain doesn't cost you extra movement which is nice mm -hmm. when you make a melee attack against a creature you don't provoke opportunity attacks from that creature for the rest of the turn so, so being useful. able to get a hit on a creature that you may not be able to kill right away in a higher level campaign, but you know that if you don't kill it and you hit it, it will kill you quickly. So just that like swipe run. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that 10 extra movement speed. <laughs> it does. It is so nice. It doesn't seem like much, but it's very, very useful. And that, along with the other five feet of movement that I added to him earlier, gives him an overall movement speed of 45 feet. Yeah. And finally, because level five for a ranger is extra attack, which is redundant with his three with his multi attack being up to three by now. So he doesn't get anything at level five. Level six, um, I added... Um, with the same intent in mind as Kelly with the fiends, I chose goblin. So you have, you get to choose an additional type of favorite enemy and um, type. So I chose a language of goblin because I, that's, I feel like that's where he would go find. Like, I feel like goblins are considered the low lifes. So that I feel like that's where, what he went after in the end game series and then adding monstrosities. Um, as I could his totally see that, Ted. So that, like, that being the language he picks up, um, because he can go find, like, he like he went to, he was in Japan fighting, fighting those gangsters and was speaking their language. So just mm -hmm. able to put him in any situation where he feels like these people are the scum, but I can still speak their language. So he can. Yeah. He, I gave him goblin with again the same intent and then for creatures because i gave him monster um monster slayer i chose monstrosities um you know that's a difficult one um but you it, it monstrosities include things such as um like experimentations gone awry so owl bears um product of terrible curses so it says minotaurs um, some sense of nerve catch all category. So it's a, it's a pretty like, it, it's very broad at first. I thought it was kind of condensed of what it included, but it's a very, it's a very broad category of creatures that he could go after. And I like, again, going to what Kelly said earlier, how hard it was to track him, but like they, they hear about the mess he makes in Mexico. And then all of a sudden he's in Japan yeah so a, an extremely wide range of targets that he gets to choose from and for me that was like i chose monstrosities to define that hmm. okay nice and that that finishes up my build 
All right. <clears throat> so, to continue on mine, uh, at 16th level, we got a feat. So, I chose dual wielder, kind of going back to the whole end game situation. We don't really see him using his bow as much, but he still still can kick up with two swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seventeenth uh, level, I just get the hold monster from the spell. Yeah. From the monster slayer spell. So. And at 18th level, I get Feral Sense. So at 18th, at 18th level, you gain a pre-natural sense that helps you fight creatures you can't see. When you attack the creature you can't see, your inability to see it does n- doesn't impose disadvantage on your attack rolls against it. So uh, you are also aware of location of any invisible creatures within 30 feet of you provided that the creature isn't hidden from you and you aren't blinded or deafened so i kind of took that as his his ability to see his surroundings and understand what's going on is that even if a creature is completely hidden from sights he can still tell the, the environment around him that something is off and still be able to hit his mark even then because mm. yeah yeah. At least in comic oh, books, Mark. Like, yeah, in in movie we don't really see much of that, but in comic books, there's been situations where he's been able to tell that there's an enemy nearby that he yep. any natural any other person in the room could not even tell. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going with the completely comic book accurate version of it, then. Uh, Provided that the creature isn't hidden from you when you aren't blinded or deafened, then you're going to co- have some problems with it. But because mm-hmm. technically in the comic books, uh, Hawkeye is uh, is deaf, and he actually uses uh, lips to actually like. Actually, that's one of the reasons Observer makes so much sense for him. It's because in the comic books, he actually does a lot of his communication by watching people's lips moving. Yeah. Like, you'll even see instances of Deadpool lifting up his mask so Hawkeye couldn't understand him. Mm-hmm. That'll yeah. end off mine. Tony, if you want to continue yours? Yeah, I will continue my last three levels in Fighter, and it's already been covered. Uh, at level 16, you get Indomitable. At level 10, um, your martial archetype feature is just the fourth shot in um, Arcane Archer Uh, and then at 18th level uh, I I held out I really wanted to get to the 11th level of fighter so that I could get three attacks Um, and being able to use three attacks and that horde breaker that means that if creatures are just together in a grouping of twos or threes that he's able to attack six creatures in one round in one turn so uh, i felt like having that ability to have that third attack so that he could attack not four but six creatures as a possibility is incredible for a hawkeye build and that'll round it out for the builds all right. So I guess we'll talk some items now. Add much budget. I added items. 
Daddy? Yep. Oh yeah. For items. <laughs> so I know. Sorry. I'm, I was like, I was, I'm like looking at mine now, but for my items, um, I didn't go with uh, like ultra rare weapons because I liked the abilities of what the weapons of, of how the weapons, I like the abilities of the weapons. I don't know why mm -hmm. I tried to add on to that. So the bow that I chose is called the weapon of certain death longbow. What I really like about this what? is when you, when you damage a creature with an attack using this magic longbow, the target can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. So if I have you hit him, not heard of that. <laughs> I have never heard of that. Uh, looking yeah. that up, I don't even see it. What? Yeah. So, um, weapon of certain death longbow, and Does that come from? it might be. Let me see. Let me see. I'm I not saying it. I'm not sure where that came from. I will have to look that up later. But it popped up. I said I like it. Um, you'll notice with the other weapon too. I like that at higher levels. Doing a lot of damage is nice, but if everyone isn't doing a lot of damage, higher level bosses are going to regain hit points. So not all, so being able to do that plus two, plus three is awesome, but seeing this and going, all right, cool. It may not do that extra damage, but he's not going to be able to heal. So that's why I chose the weapon of certain death longbow. Uh, Bracers mm -hmm. of archery. I have the mithril splint, but... Um, and a studded plus one leather to, to decide on. I wasn't sure on the armor. That wasn't too big of a deal for me. Kind of like, that's like a campaign kind of thing, how you're going to go through and what kind of armor you're going to want to choose. But the weapon for sure, I like the, the weapon of certain death longbow. Bracers of archery to add extra damage with that longbow. And then our evolved, um, our evolved, we'll call him Ronin but our evolved Hawkeye, I gave him the scimitar of wounding in a, in a very similar manner. The scimitar of wounding. I think I, I'm pretty sure I gave this to my, to my black widow character as well. A uh, hit points lost to this weapons damage can be regained only through a short or long rest rather than by regeneration magic or any other means. So not only if he hits with this, can you not reheal by the, until the start of his next turn, you can't reheal until you take a rest. Doesn't matter about magic, doesn't matter about anything. So it cuts through, it doesn't cut through resistances, but that damage doesn't, you don't get to um, reheal that, which is going to suck for whoever DMs that monster because they're going to have to have two separate damage trackers and make sure that they keep a track of the damage done by the scimitar and damage done by everybody else. Yeah. So, in difference than the scimitar with the weapon of certain death all damage done to it can't be regained until the start of the character's next turn but with the scimitar of wounding all damage outside of the scimitar can be regained except from the damage you do to the scimitar on top of that um at the start of each of the wounded creatures turn it takes 1d4 necrotic damage if it fails the save um it can make a dc con dc 15 constitution saving throw ending the effect um if the wounded creature use an action to make a medicine check it can also end the effect so you can do extra damage on top of like per round on top of the weapon damage it does so nice uh, just to add on the uh, weapon of certain death is from the wild mount it yeah. is wild mount okay so it should be in yeah, your guys's st stuff now sorry yeah My that's fault. cool 
I thought it was because I hadn't seen it anywhere else. So I, I like that. I like that a lot. The armor, again, I had a mithril splint and studded leather. I put a lot of mithril armor on the Avengers because it's it's just something extra. It's kind of like Tony's um, nano nanobot technology. It's something different that's flexible with a mm -hmm. higher hit rate, but tech, but it could be. Um, it's it's a similar AC for him with studded leather or myth or a mithril splint because he only has a 19 dex instead of a 20. Mm. Um, I gave him hand crossbows. Um, anything else spectacular? No, that's a that's that's about it. Um, outside of his normal starting equipment with another hand crossbow, I did give him two hand axes so he could technically dual wield his hand axes. But between his scimitar of wounding and um, and his hand axe and his, and his and his bow, I, I felt pretty comfortable with what he had. Um, that's it. Yep, those are the majority. Yep, I think that's the yeah. majority of my weapons. Unless we want to talk about spells right now too, but I don't. I don't fortunately have yeah. too many of those. I mean, let's see. I don't mind talking about spells too. Okay. Um, I chose for cantrip, prestidigitation, um, first level spells, detect poison and disease, ensnaring strike, hunter's mark, which is a ranger spell, and then protection from good and evil. Um, there's not a huge list of ranger spells to begin with, so it's it's yeah. kind of hard to dictate your character through the spells. And then uh, the two level two spells. Um, Zone of Truth, which is from Monster Slayer Magic. And then I chose Pass Without a Trace. And, and not being able to give him expertise in stealth, necessarily, but giving him um, tech. So technically, when he rolls for um, stealth, if Pass Without a Trace is up, he can roll with a plus 20 to a stealth because his normal stealth is a plus 10. So mm -hmm. that was a spell I found useful. All right. And then that's it. Yep. Date, date, seed. All right. Cool. Uh, I didn't really find many fancy, like, equipment. Well, it's my fault, just, so that's okay. I just kind of, I just kind of stuck to the basics. <laughs> so obviously, I gave him a longbow plus three. I gave him one of like, I gave him some of every type of arrows, like the arrows plus one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I've, I gave him some stud leather plus one. I feel like he doesn't really dress up very well for, in terms of Agreed. the fights that he gets into. He kind of w dresses up pretty light. Yeah, I'd so agree with I, that. I felt like adding more than that felt almost untrue. Yeah, I, sure. I, I yeah. always picture Hawkeye in light armor, yeah. uh, even medium, medium art armor. I could see it a little bit, especially if it's mithril, like Ted added. Um, but, yeah. you know, if he's just wearing regular, like a breastplate or something, like that doesn't make sense for a for Yeah, a no, I, I, in the splint, the splint was like a, a, a much smaller, like from what it says, it looks more like a shoulder pad kind of, kind of armor set. So, yeah. nothing too big, yeah. but yeah. And of course, I just threw on braces of, of archery. I felt, I, Felt like that's kind of needed if you wanted a character who always hits the mark yeah well, the thing about the archery is it doesn't it doesn't add to the it doesn't add to the attack does it it adds to the damage right 
attack adds to the hit. Yeah, hit and damage is what it should attack to. Uh, let me double check. As it says, any gain while wearing these with short bow, any gain a plus two bonus to the damage rolls on ranged oh, attacks. Rolls. Oh yeah, so it just gives you a little extra damage. Yeah, yeah. just okay. Still, that's yeah. It's not that that, that does. Yeah, that at, helps. Like there's not. If there's, you, yeah, if you look no at my longbow right that. now, my longbow plus three is one d eight plus ten. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're definitely getting somewhere yeah. with that damage. I, def I definitely sacrificed a decent amount of, of damage with choosing just an uncommon. Well, it's a rare, I'm sorry, with just choosing that rare longbow. But, mm -hmm. And especially seeing how you were able to like max that out as a plus 10. Like the lowest you're going to do is 11, plus whatever yeah. else you do with your monster slayer magic and everything else. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. And just having the ability like for... For all of us, if you have a higher level longbow and with sharpshooter, we're already rolling like plus fourteen, plus yep. uh plus sixteens on our on your to hits. And if you take if you're doing sharpshooter, then all right, well then I will just roll a plus nine, which is kind of common at this point for for <laughs> our characters anyway, to to deal a little bit extra damage. Yeah. Uh for spells. First level, I have Hunter's Mark and the Monster Slayer protection from evil and good. Second level, uh, I just pretty much chose everything that had to do with archery. I could. <laughs> so uh, the card, card, bleh, how do you spell, pronounce that? C-O-R-D-O-N. Oh, cardamom? Cardamom? Car uh, that's the one where you put the arrows down as laying yeah. a trap. Yeah, that is such a cool spell. Yeah, the cord yes. and the arrows, that that seems pretty... Like, if there's a world of magic, I feel like Hawkeye is pretty much the only one in the Avengers who's going to be able to use that. Yeah, and he's... And this is, like, his his alarm. His, mm -hmm. uh, basically, his alarms and, uh, and minefield is what he's setting up. <laughs> yeah. What you uh, doing, Hawkeye? Pass... Nothing. <laughs> uh, pass Without a Trace and the Monster Slayer Zone of Truth. Uh, third level, Flame Arrow, Lightning Arrow. Uh, Non-Detection. And with Monster Slayer, you get Magic Circle. Fourth level, Ma uh, Monster Slayer gives you Banishment. Uh, I chose Freedom of Movement. But... Uh, yeah, just makes it him harder to grapple. Yeah. Uh, locate creature, being able to use that to help hunt down his prey. And there's at fifth level, Conjure Volley and Swift Quiver. So yeah. I feel like Swift Quiver is kind of like, that's the one spell I really wanted to, to give Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Being able to transmute your quiver so it produces endless amount of uh, ammunition. Yeah. Because it feels like when you're watching those movies, at least, it feels like he just never runs out until suddenly, like, that one time in the first Avengers where he actually does. <laughs> the one time. Yeah, the ones. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good spell to have for an archer. Yeah, that's pretty much what I got. Okay. Well, I also did... Um, I did a longbow plus three just because there's not a lot of longbow 
uh, longbow magic items um, that are in D&D. I really do like the one that uh, that you added, that weapon of certain death uh, longbow. That's a pretty cool one. I would say that if um, if I were to semi homebrew an item, which I don't think is a long shot, I would uh, I would choose a Vorpal uh, longbow. Um, and the Vorpal weapons just mean that when you are attacking a creature that has at least one head, um, you roll a 20. Uh, you roll a d20, and on a 20, uh, you cut off the creature's head. So I kind of imagine this, the Vorpal Long's uh, bow version of this being like uh, piercing the heart, where on a 20, you just pierce the heart of this creature, and it's dead. So I don't think it's a long shot to create uh, a Vorpal uh, piercing weapon, Um but it is one that you would. It's not official, so yeah. Uh, but I can I can definitely see a Hawkeye build using a Vorpal uh, longbow. For sure. Um, and then I just chose the basic, uh, not basic, but the studded leather armor uh, plus one. And then I decided to go with an efficient quiver. Um, to, because my I only get three spells with my ranger abilities. I didn't go high enough to get high enough to get uh, the swift quiver, so I chose an efficient quiver to to uh, have him be able to store as many arrows as possible or javelins or whatever he needs to. Uh, I I had the uh, bracers of archery added to my inventory. Uh, at one point, and then I decided that it would be a really a much cooler idea to have him wear the gloves of missile snaring instead. Um, and I just imagined any Hawkeye being able to snatch a bolt or an arrow out of the air as it's coming towards him, just loading it up on his bow and then firing it back at that creature that, uh, that shot him. So I kind of like that idea of having gloves of missile snaring on a uh on an archer type build um and that was it i did i gave him a double-bladed scimitar um i like that you and i both thought scimitar for the sword by the way yeah i was, I I was pretty happy that. saying that on your on your list i was like mm -hmm. i'm glad we thought the same on that one yeah i felt like it would be a kind of a similar length and size as a bow uh as so it would feel kind of natural weapon to use uh in melee uh with alongside of his longbow so Perfect. uh my spells i only had three available that i could pick from and i decided to go with hunter's mark and uh, zephyr strike and then for my third spell i went with long strider and I did that because it lasts for an hour. It doesn't require concentration and you are able to give yourself or another creature an increase of 10 feet to your speed. So for my build as a tabaxi, my walking speed can increase to 40 and my climbing speed can increase to 30. Uh, so I thought that 
as as a spell, that's just one of those things that you can utilize as uh, as Hawkeye is able to move around so quickly, and it doesn't require concentration. So you just have it as a as an option for an hour. Nice. Cool. Is that going to wrap it. up? Nice. Okay, cool. All right. I like I like the, like the builds. It's good. It's good. And this, I, I so far, I've liked the other builds, but what I like about the Hawkeye build is I, I feel like this is a very playable character mm -hmm. in just in a campaign in general that you could play with. So we all, and yeah. I like that we all kind of gave meaning to, to his background and talked about the languages too. So yeah i like that i like that yeah i would really like to play this this build in some sort of campaign uh, i don't think i've ever played an archer character in uh D, D campaign so i it, it'd be cool to play play one like this nice all right well that's gonna do it for our hawkeye build thank you guys for tuning in hope you enjoyed it uh, make sure you hit us up on our Reddit and Twitter where we tend to post our episodes and we'll be posting more polls in the future. Yeah. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Yeah, all have a good one. See ya.